Welcome back to Daydream Believers. I'm Elle. And I'm Elle. We're a podcast that talks about music, mindset, and mental health. I'm a life coach who loves to listen to music made prior to the 2010s. And I'm a stay-at-home mum who loves me some rock music, but Elle, I don't know if you actually know this about me, but I tend to dabble into other genres. Ooh, a dabbler. Yes, dabbly D. Do-da. Dabbly D, dabbly do. Da-day. <laughs> How you going, Elle? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yourself? Pretty swell, pretty swell. Reminds me, of, <laughs> reminds me of being like a teenager. I used to constantly say swell all the time. Swell, oh, I it's, remember. It's all swell in L. You know what yeah. I remember that you used to say that used to make me laugh? What? You know how people say LMFAO or LM, you know, LMAO. Yeah. You were like LMAO. Oh my God, I used to always say LMAO. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Lamau. Lamau, Lamau. <laughs> I used to do that with so many things because I used to work at AMF bowling and I'd call it umph. Like, umph. oh my god, I've got to go to umph. Umph. <laughs> or kifs for KFC. Oh, I used to say kifka. Oh, kifka. Kifka. Oh, I like that. Hey, you want some kifka? Oh, Lamau. I used to say that Lamau. all the time. That was a good memory. Yeah. I love those days. Like, oh, yeah. Era of like 2007 to 2010. Obviously, 2010. A lot of trauma in my life, so I everything we stopped at that, that yeah. point. Yeah, we've, we've, I, the years after that year. Yes, but 2010 was actually a fantastic year. Yes, but God, it just brings me back to you know, like Supre bow, like those oh. little headbands with the bow on them yeah. days. All the trends they were so good. Oh yeah, there was the bow on the headband and the bow on the the chokey. Yeah, the chokey. <laughs> <laughs> From a daughter. <laughs> yes. There was this phase in like year seven for me where the coolest thing in town was to buy these things called trigger pants, which were like MC hammer pants, but yeah. fluoro. And every kid had them and they were so cool at swimming sports day. And I, I went to like my mum and dad and I was like, please buy me trigger pants, please. Why don't I remember this at all? You must have been in grade six still. I was. Because it, it was a short-lived phase of trigger uh, pants. Because obviously Lord, it was terrible. when fluoro first like merged. Oh, yeah. But they were such cool pants. And I remember being like, oh, I just need to have these pants. I need to have them. And then I finally got them and they weren't cool anymore. I was like, oh, great. They sound terrible. I still have them at home, actually. Maybe I'll really? Start, I'll bring them out. I wonder if they'll fit me still. Ah, they're, they're probably pretty do. oversized, yes. <laughs> yeah. Any trends that you remember from when you were a child, oh, a teenager? I know that I wore a lot of vests. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of vests we're talking? No, I wore a lot of, like, denim vests. Oh, yeah. Or... I remember I, one of my favorites was a purple denim vest I wore. And I used to wear it with Supre t-shirts that had slogans on them. Oh, yeah. One in particular was like single and loving it. <laughs> or <laughs> fucking 12 years old. And one was I got kissed by a vampire and I liked it. it was like, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I remember those Supre tops. Yeah. Do you remember that phase where everyone thought that Supre meant slut in French or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fact or not. Oh, like people carried around those pink Supre bags and be like, oh, you're a slut. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember people thinking, like making me feel like, oh God, I can't show that I shop at Supre, but I I love shopping at Supre. I know. And having those canvas bags were all the rage. All the rage. All the rage. I remember the first phase of wearing skinny jeans and like then jeggings came in and I was just not for them. Oh, I never went for jeggings. Neither. I couldn't. It didn't, it didn't stick to me, you know? Yeah. I remember this phase where like colored pants were in Mm -hmm. and buying, gosh, 
red jeans. Oi. And from JJ's? Yes, from JJ's. Oi. And I have these photos from this time where I... Like striped pants were in at one point. Ooh. Striped pants should not be a thing. Never. Like unless you're a tall girl, wear them if you're a tall girl. But if you're five three like me or under, stripe which way? Like stripe? A, no, like a uh, vertical what, stripe. Like a, what's that movie called? What movie? Boy in the striped pajamas. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> With Michael Keaton. It's a very, very well known. Boy in the <laughs> striped pajamas. <laughs> With Michael Keaton, he's that weird monster guy. Oh, Beetlejuice. Yes, yes, they were exactly like Beetlejuice. Yes, oh, these pants. <laughs> I remember I had photos with my friend of me wearing these pants, and I was like, I'm never wearing these pants again because they just did not look cool. They were black and white, exactly like a Beetlejuice pant. Yeah, and they looked so cool when I saw like older girls wearing them at the shops, and then when I put them on, I Alex are too comf- short. My, it just didn't look good. Mm. It they they didn't become straight lines on when you wear them. Obviously, like ah, they, they curve you have to, to put your them body. on, right? Yeah. yeah, very hard. I don't think you're gonna beat this up. Mm-hmm. But I once told my mum because my mum was a hairdresser mm. to cut my hair like Joan Jett, <laughs> and cool. she did no. <laughs> it did look cool. It didn't. My hair was like a weird red orangey color at the time too. Oh, I know this hair. I don't know how. And I looked like a lion. Hmm. A legit lion. Because I had spiky hair at the top, long hair. I I also kind of look like David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Elle. But that was a thing though, to have like the spiky pushed up hair at the top and then like dead straight hair at the bottom. Yeah, it was very um, muzzer. Muzza slash mulletesque yes. before mullets became cool again. Yes. They were like muzza mullets. It was Yes. I, I didn't hate it, but it looking um, back I'm like, I look like a boy. <laughs> I look definitely look like a boy. Actually I see the David Bowie vibes because you know how boys in the eighties they would wear just like eyeliner with like yep. their hair like that? Yeah. That's all I did as well. Yeah, just wear same. only under eye eyeliner. Oh yeah. No mascara. I remember mm-hmm. once someone being like, Aren't you gonna put mascara on? And I'm like, Mascara? Who wears that? I know. What was wrong with me? Elle, shall we move on to formalities? Yes, we shall, we shall. What we like to do on this podcast is talk about what was number one in music history this week. For some doozies for you, Elle. Please tell me. Doozies. Mm -hmm. Doozies. Doozies. In 1965, Help by the Beatles was number one. Ooh, help. I I need need somebody. Help. Have you seen the movie Help? No, I haven't actually watched it. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Both of the Beatles movies are just awful. In my humble opinion, I L you know how much I love the Beatles. You're a big stan. I love the Beatles. Mm. I know everything about them. These movies are terrible, I say. Mm. Well, uh, is there no storyline? Like that's why I imagine when it's like No, a- it's more their acting is terrible. I, that's what I never understood why, like, sometimes I just get, oh, like, you can sing, let's put you in a musical. I know, I don't <laughs> like it. I just mm. keep, you're good at that, just stay with that. Yeah, makes sense. Come on, Paul McCartney. Hmm. John Lennon. I know, like, such big names. You don't need a movie to make <laughs> it know. big, you're already huge. <laughs> I know, just terrible. No. But the song, eh, it's a great song. Hmm. It is a great song, it's a banger. I remember it a lot from Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh. When Steve Martin's trying to find a babysitter. Mm. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love Cheaper by the Dozen. Me too. In 1986, Take My Breath Away by Berlin was number one. Ooh, take my breath, breath away. Down, down, down. 
This song, this song, I actually really enjoy it. I love this song, but you can't talk about this song and not mention Top Gun. Oh, yeah, it was made for Top Gun, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah, I think so. There you go. Mm. It's played many times, not just once, but many times throughout the film. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those movies that, like, it has that danger zone and, like, it just keeps going back and forth between the two. Yeah. Which I like. I think the song's actually, like, about the story of, like, someone – a lover of someone that has to leave for their job sort of thing. Oh. And then when they see them again, they take their breath away ah, by being able away. to finally yeah, like, be sense. with their love. Oh, that's pretty nice. romantic. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I always pictured physically taking someone's breath <gasps> That's away. what I imagined too. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> a hospital scene, someone like smothering someone with yes. pillows. That's <laughs> I know, but it's what I... Every time I sung it, I imagine that. I don't know why. Yes, of course. I'm with you. In 2008, Whatever You Like by T.I. was number one. T.I., in general, I've seen him in concert before. It was fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, really, really liked him. And I think think this might have been his actual first number one on his own Mm. because usually he just featured in other songs. Yeah. But this was, like, his first, like, hit. I remember it being huge. Yeah, it was massive. Remember... Watching Channel V and the music video was always yeah. on. Such a, I really like the name TI. Like, yeah. What does that stand for? It must, like, obviously it stands Titanium for Titanium Infinity. <laughs> I thought you, you were so sure of yourself just then. I was like, wow, how did she do that? <laughs> no. Um, but I really like TI in the Ant Man movies. Yeah. Mm. When? Why does he he's, sound familiar? He's, he's but... the sidekick. He's... Oh my god, he is too. Yeah. He's a handsome fella. Yeah, he really is. Mm. Yeah. What we also like to do on the podcast is talk about who you share a birthday with. Now, if you're born on the 18th of February, mm-hmm. you share a birthday with Dr. Dre. Ooh, mm. good pick. Good pick. I love Dr. Dre. I actually have a secret love for him. It's not that secret, but I have a like special love for him, I should say, because mm-hmm. my husband showed me a lot of his songs and we watched like documentaries about him and how much he's done. Wow. This is a phenomenal man. Oh yeah. Very, very like absolutely game changer in, in that genre. Yeah. Amazing to me. I was watching a video of him the other day where he was talking about how him and Eminem, like he played a beat for Eminem and Eminem was just like, hi, my name is. Yeah. And like, that's how they came up with that song. Like it was just, he just played a beat and and Eminem was just like straight onto it. I love the chemistry between them. Oh, my God. There's just some people that just make beautiful music together. Yeah, definitely. No matter what they do. Mm. The song, I Need a Doctor, I freaking love that song. Mm. It's a good song. And it's a good music video. Mm. Have you seen the music video? I feel like I have, like, memory flashing back, but I can't. It's basically Dr. Dre was in, like, a car accident or Mm. something like that, and – you know, he was close to death and all of that. And Eminem is like pleading with him, pleading with his body. You need to come back. You're the only yeah. person I've got. No one believed in me. It was only you. It's a very special song. Oh, yeah, very It's true. really sweet. Mm. And it just shows the relationship that they had, ha- had, have. Yeah. You for a second thought that that actually happened to <laughs> Yes. Oh. <laughs> Bless. Such a talented man. We have a great episode in store for everyone. It is all about help. I need need somebody somebody help. But seriously, though, it is about help. It is actually about asking others for help and why you should do so if you want to. Mm -hmm. 
It is an important topic and it's mm-hmm. something that even the most advanced personal development hungry people mm-hmm. sometimes still struggle to do. Oh, yeah. Myself included. I was not always the coach I am today. Mm. In fact, I used to be petrified of talking to someone else about my feelings. Yeah. Or thought that it was like beneath me or like a weak thing to do. But yes, yeah, stay tuned, guys. But before we get to that, we must ask you a few things. Now, the first thing that we must ask you guys is to please follow us on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. Mm-hmm. We would greatly appreciate it. And maybe, if you want to, tell a friend. Mm, tell a friend. Tell a friend in need. Seriously, tell a friend. Seriously. Seriously. You should be telling your friends. Have, if, they, if you're struggling to have a conversation about help, good segue. Yes, tell a friend. Tell hey, a I listened to this podcast where they were telling about me I should help. be talking to my friends yeah. and people more. Yeah. And about their podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. We must also ask that you rate us a five out of five. Four if you five. want to. Yes, if you like what you're hearing. Rate us a five out of five. But no less. But also no more. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see her face. It looked hilarious. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be right back with help. Or how to help, or help when you need it, or help. Just help. Just help. (laughs) We're back. Yes, we are. And we're here to talk about why it's important to speak to someone about how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and to ask for help, even when you sometimes don't feel like you need it. Which is usually a lot of the time people are in denial. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of the time we are. I myself was one of those people where – for a really long time, I refused to speak to someone professionally about what was going on for me. Yep. And even after I was doing that, I then found it really difficult to speak to my closest friends about what was going on for me. Mm. Um, whether it was something small or something big, I think a lot of us sometimes can feel like we need to take everything on by ourselves. And that's not the case. Sometimes you can you can actually reach out to people. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Have you ever had like a moment in time where you didn't feel like you it was possible for you to ask for help? Oh, countless. Yeah. Countless. For many different things over the years. Mm. I can talk now, even as a new mother. Yeah. There were many times where I really needed the help and I didn't ask for it because I felt like if I asked, I wasn't going to get it anyway. Mm. And then I'd rather not ask than be disappointed. I really can relate to that, even not being a mum. I feel like that's some part of the reason why I didn't go to certain mm. friends or didn't reach out to family members because I was like, well, you're not going to be able to help me anyway. So what's yeah. the point of me speaking to you? Yeah. But that's the wrong way of thinking about exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. You need to put out that hand. Mm. Some people don't know what you're going through unless you actually tell them because yeah. to them you could appear just fine. 100%. You need to put out that hand and tell them what's going on in order for them to understand. Exactly. People are, and I mean this with the best intentions, but they only really look at themselves sometimes mm. and struggle to realize that someone around them is not doing okay because they're in their own lives. Yeah, they're not maybe not doing okay as well. Exactly. They're not, they're not having the time to look outside of themselves for that bit. Exactly. So you need to say, look, I'm down. I need help with this. Can we at least just talk about it? Yeah. I guarantee you nine times out of 10, they're always going to sit down with you and have that discussion, especially as a new time mom. Mm. You need that advice from other mothers. You need the village 
It is so true when they say that having a kid takes a village. You need that village. Whether it is just talking to someone about how some of the days of motherhood is just ridiculously slow and hard, Mm. or you need a night off and you need someone to take care of your bub, you have to lend out that hand because honestly, for a year and a half, I had pretty bad postpartum depression. Still going through it, really. It's not totally gone. Yeah. And I never asked anyone for help. It's, it's Imagine, like, taking that on and not ever being able to speak to anyone about it. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do it. Seek the help that you need. Definitely. Don't wait until it's more work to do. Mm. And it's not about the person you're talking to being able to fix the situation yeah. for you or giving you this groundbreaking advice. Yeah. It's sometimes just having someone to hear you and that validation that can make you feel just as, just as expressed and released as you need to so that you can yourself come together with how you're going to move forward from it. But a lot of the time, like, like what you said before, Elf, same with me. I used to stop myself from having even that conversation because I was like, well, they're not going to be able to help anyway or whatever they're going to say is probably going to just slow down the process for me. So I'm just not going to bother. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's not true. Like sometimes just expressing it and getting it off of your chest to another physical being is all you needed sometimes. Exactly. And you're just assuming that that person cannot help you. You're just assuming. And you're assuming that even just talking about it, it's not going to help you in any way. When reality is Mm. that person may surprise you. Oh, very true. And offer a wonderful solution to your problems or they just tell you i understand what you're feeling it's okay to be feeling what you're feeling and that automatically makes you feel like that you're not alone well said well said i could completely agree with you for me um when i first got diagnosed with my obsessive compulsive disorder i was still a teenager yeah and i would have these like emotional outbursts all the time i like if something was overwhelming for me I didn't know how to process it and I would just completely lash out on family, friends, whatever. And I remember my mum constantly telling me, like, you need help. Like, you need to go seek help. Yeah. And I looked at that as such an insult back then. I was like, how dare you say that to me? Like, Mm. how dare you make me feel like I'm crazy or deranged? But she wasn't saying it to me in a way of, like, you're ridiculous. You need someone to, like, you need medical attention. Yeah. She was saying it to me, like, I can't help you. I clearly don't understand what you're going through and you're yeah. not going to talk to me about it. So you need to speak to someone about yeah. it. And it took me a really long time to get out of that denial phase for myself and actually feel like, okay, let me maybe take the baby steps into speaking to someone professionally about it. Although that that's what I do as a living now, that's not what I always thought was like the way to get out of everything. I used to, especially when I was younger, feel like if I spoke to someone about my feelings, I was weak. I used to feel like that meant there was something wrong with me. I used to feel like that meant that I couldn't take on anything in my life. Like I couldn't handle my own shit because Mm. to me back then, especially it wasn't a world where like speaking to a psychologist or something like that was accepted as much as it is today and though it's only like what 10 years apart Mm. in these 10 years we've made so much progress in how comfortable it is to go seek help and how accessible it is and so for me back then i looked at it as like this is going to kind of like ruin my life if i go speak to someone like things are gonna bad things are gonna happen to me if i speak to someone and that partially was because of the intrusive thoughts i was Mm. having from my ocd i felt like if i told someone what was going on for me then i would be seen as crazy yeah 
the complete opposite happened when I finally did gain the courage to speak to someone. I finally felt like, holy shit, like you said before, I'm not alone. There's other people that obviously feel the same way because having the diagnosis lets me know that like, okay, at least I have some guidance to work out how I got to this spot, why I'm thinking this way and have support groups around me that uh, are filled with people that also feel the same way as me. There's a path laid out for you. Yeah, a path laid out for you, exactly. And there's this beauty in when you finally speak to someone where – you feel like, holy shit, I can let go a little bit. Like I can, I remember I was still young, like 17, 18 when I was speaking to the psychologist and I would just, anything that popped into my mind, I could just freely express it in that moment. And that felt so freeing to me to have a place where I didn't have to worry about judgment. Mm. I didn't have to worry about comparison or what someone was going to think about me or anything or being seen as crazy because I knew that this person was here to just take on anything I've said and just help me explore myself yeah, and explore what was whatever was going on in my mind. And because of the condition I have, there's so much going on in my mind all the time. It was so easy to get overwhelmed that being able to sit in a space and just lay it all out mm. made it so much more, so much more easeful on myself, on yeah. who I am. And honestly, I, couldn't recommend if you are going through something at all mental health wise or even if you're just going through a really rough patch at the moment if you can't seek professional help like I did back then try and speak to someone else as well like try and 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 put yourself in a position where you feel brave enough to just reach out to one person at least because holding it all in on your own it is petrifying it it keeps you in fear of course it does. And that's what makes it scarier. Yeah. To see a psychologist or to even talk to someone to let you know what you're feeling. Yeah. I think it's important as well to not just realize that help is not just for the end of the world situations in your Agreed, life. Agreed, yes. Day to day, mm-hmm. there are things that you need help with that make your day 5% easier if you need it to be 5% easier on that day. And I'm literally talking the smallest shit. Mm. I can really agree with that. If you need your partner to make dinner tonight instead of you because you just need that extra half an hour, make sure you ask for it. Yes. And that's just a very small example. Hey, everyone. What is holding you back from achieving your fitness and nutrition goals? Is it time, stress, confidence, lack of motivation, or maybe you're just sick of dieting? Do you feel defeated and discouraged because you're not where you want to be with your nutrition and fitness? If you're done being frustrated and discouraged with your lack of success, check out the Power of Progress podcast, where we talk about how to change your fitness and nutrition using the principles of mindset, motion, and momentum. We take a deep dive into what makes you tick and how to overcome all of your obstacles, physical and mental. Our goal is to change your health from a chore to a lifestyle. Oh, even like I could use the example of us with the podcast, right? There's so many times where one of us will have certain tasks that they have to do and the other person has other things that they have to do. And that means that we have to rearrange plans or that means that maybe something will get delayed. And if we didn't have that open communication between each other to let each other know like, hey, I'm feeling really stressed out. I've got this, this, this on my plate right now. Can you just help me out with this little bit of thing or can you post this for me today instead? If we didn't have those those conversations between each other – 
then it's a strong place, firstly, for resentment to build, which it's not. Yeah. It builds a space where you can communicate with each other without yeah. having to build resentment about trying to fit everything in at once and feeling so like, right. yeah, like how is the other person that you're in a relationship with or your friends with meant to know what's going on for you? Like you said earlier, L, they can't read your mind. Yeah, exactly. And you need to communicate if you are needing that little bit of assistance or you need that five minutes or you just need someone to be an ear or to give you a hug, mm-hmm. ask for it. No one's going to know what to do unless you ask for it, unfortunately. That is so true. Mm. So what do we do in a situation Mm -hmm. where you actually don't know how to ask? Mm. Interesting. Good question. When you don't know how to ask, I would just start extremely small. Yeah. Whether that means that when someone asks, how are you? Instead of just answering them. Good. Yeah, good. I'm fine. Like everything's okay. I'm fine. Or just being like, like yeah, everything's blah. Like, yeah. Thing. Just answer it being like, you know what? I'm actually feeling, insert word, yeah. I'm actually feeling really stressed out right yeah. now. I had a tough day today. Yeah, I had a tough day today. It doesn't mean you mm. have to tell them every single thing that went yeah. on for your day. But express that little bit. Express that feeling that you felt throughout mm. the day. Or if you can't, if you don't know how to articulate that feeling, just express that like, I just feel weird and I can't describe it. Mm. If you say that to a friend, more than likely or to a partner, they're going to be like, oh, explain to me what that kind of feels like. Mm. Like if there's someone that you can genuinely have a conversation with and they're going to validate you through it, mm-hmm. they'll likely ask you follow-up questions so that together you guys can you can explore yourself a bit further. And if you don't have someone that you can talk to like that, if you are struggling to even find a person that you feel comfortable enough to speak to like that, mm-hmm. then go and speak to someone else, someone professional a coach, a counselor, a therapist of some sort, because it's so easy sometimes for us to feel like, oh, I have no one to talk to about that. Yeah. But that is always an option. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to be medically unwell for you to seek professional help. So true. And yeah. the world doesn't have to be ending. Yeah, it doesn't have to be ending. It can no. literally be, you might be having a boy issue right now and you're feeling really overwhelmed by it. You don't know what to yeah. do. That doesn't mean you can't Speak to a counsellor about that. Exactly. Although when I was 13, that was end of the world issues. They are end of the world issues. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how – I cannot begin to tell you guys how many sessions I had with my psychologist where she wanted to talk to me about my obsessive compulsive disorder and I was just blabbing to her about, oh, my God, so I was talking to this boy and then this and I was telling her about <laughs> my whole okay. love life. But her being the good psychologist she was, she worked through that and still made it made its way to relate to what yeah. I was actually going through because – Everything, even those small things, they somehow still relate to the bigger picture anyway. I just think it's so important to just speak to someone because I know what it's like to hold it all in and to feel like you need to take everything on yourself. And like Elle said, it doesn't have to be this giant thing. Like it could be, you know what, today I'm just overwhelmed. I shouldn't have said yes to this work, like to this shift at work. And I also am meant to see my friend after this and and this. And you just feel overwhelmed and you're like, I just need someone to just come and help me with this one part of my day. Yeah. Just ask for it. Just ask, and help ask. doesn't mean they have to physically do something. Help can yeah. just mean that they are there. Sometimes just the company. Oh, yeah. I have a friend that when I was going through a really big depressive patch, she used to come with me to my work, Yeah, like to my casual job, and she would just sit while I worked. That's so sweet. Like just a supportive friend. And – to this day, we talk about it all the time, and, I, and she's like, wow, I must have not had a life. I'm like, I don't know if it was that or you were just really, really, like, knowing that I needed yeah. you and you just stood by me. Yeah. Because I would have done the same for her in that circumstance back then too, So or even now. So I just think that you shouldn't 
feel like you're ever alone because even if you don't have someone in your close circle to speak to, you always have the option of someone professional. Yeah. And vice versa. You can still, and you can speak to both of those people. You don't of need course. to only, because I went through this phase where I only spoke to professionals and I refused to speak to my friends. Right. Well, I would like, something would go on for me, like in a relationship or at work or something. And I would avoid telling my friends and family about mm. it, but I would talk to a therapist about it. And I realized I was avoiding telling my family and friends about it because, like we said earlier, I felt like, oh, what's the point? They're not going to understand. Mm. But they want to be part of that journey with me. I know. They yeah. want to They want to know. The people that love you and care about you want to know mm-hmm. what's going on in your life. They want to know. Yeah. And even if they haven't asked you how you're doing or you know, how's it going or is there anything that's bothering you? It doesn't mean that they don't care. Yes. It just means that they're just not thinking to ask you at the time. Exactly. Like all of us, we're not always thinking about what's going on for someone else's life. We're thinking about our own issues and our own problems. And just like you're waiting for them to ask you, how are you doing? Maybe they're waiting for you to ask. Exactly. So never feel like there's ever a bad time to express your feelings to someone. And if not, just send them help by the Beatles. Yeah. And hopefully they get the message. Although Paul McCartney did not get the message when John Lennon wrote <laughs> yes. that. Yes. Apparently he discovered years later that John Lennon needed help at the time. <laughs> when Even though the song. the song was called Help. I need somebody. <laughs> help. Not just anybody. Help. <laughs> oh, music. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to add was how we mentioned earlier that sometimes it can feel like you might not have everything together mm-hmm. when you do ask for help and the need to to have someone else assist you in your life, quotation marks, feels like it means that you're a mess. Yes. I just want you guys to know if you are feeling that way, please know that you're not a mess. Yes. Just because you don't have all the answers to something doesn't mean that you have everything upside down and everything is wrong. It means you're human. We all don't have all the answers. We don't have everything worked out. We're all human at the end of the day. The person, the professional that you speak to, the therapist, coach, counselor, they are a human as well. They are going through the same things as you're going through. They perhaps themselves also have a coach. Yes, exactly. Most of the Mm. time we do. So just know that there is no reason to ever feel like just because you're seeking assistance or just because you might not have all the answers right now, Mm. that doesn't mean that you are any less than than anyone else. That's so true. And you know what's one thing now? We've asked this question on the podcast before. Can we ever achieve full fulfillment? Hmm. Right? We have mentioned this a few times. So the reason why I say that is because there might always be a time where you'll need the help. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't answer this. I haven't lived as many years as others. I'm only 27. But will there ever be a time in your life where you think, I don't need help right now? I would have to say that I don't think there's ever going to be a stage in your life where you're not going to face challenges. Yes. Where you're not going to have an idea of what you're going to do. I think you're always going to get to a point in life at one stage, you might have phases where everything's going really smoothly. Yes. But there's always going to be new things are going to be coming up in your life. That's You're, right. Once you've entered your 20s and you've found a partner and you've, you're over that like romantic struggle phase, mm-hmm. then you have a child. Then you have the motherhood, motherhood phase. Motherhood phase. Then, you then might- they grow up and move out at home. Yeah. And then you're like, what the hell do I do with my life? Exactly. <laughs> and then you have a grandchild phase. Yes. And then you've so got your own personal life. health phase. Like there's so yeah. many phases in life. Personal discovery. Yes. Do we ever get over that one? I don't think I so. I don't know, man. I feel like the thing is, right, I think I've said this on the pod before as well, each 
stage of your life is going to have a new challenge and you struggle. And because you've already overcome the last challenge, you sort of already know that the small steps to take Mm. in order to pass the next stage. Mm. And so part of that is speaking to someone. It's almost always being able to get your feelings validated and to express them. And sometimes we can express them on our own, but a lot of the time, even if we have all the answers and we know like, hey, this is what I do when I feel upset. This is what I do when I feel angry. And I usually like to journal and then I like to do this and then I like to do that. It doesn't mean that even if you have all the answers that you can't have someone else's opinion. You can't get someone to mirror what you're saying to yourself back. Exactly. And that's sort of what I do as a job. Like I'm there. I don't only work with people that are struggling. I work with people that are highly successful and people that are really goal-driven because they want me there to be able to get the result that they want quicker because they know that by having me there, I get to like repeat back to them what they've said to themselves so that they can hear themselves better. Exactly, yeah. I think a lot of the time we feel like the only people that ask for help are the people that are really struggling. Yes. And that's most of the time the people that are asking for help are the people that are really succeeding in life because they know yes. that that's what they need to do. They're using it's their resources. The exactly, using yes. the resources. That's exactly the point that I'm trying to make here. Yeah. Don't feel as though because you feel the need to ask someone for help that it's only you and no one else does it. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. And the smartest people do. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, you don't think that every big celebrity that you think of that you dream of being Mm. doesn't speak to someone. Most of them all have like a coach or a therapist that they talk to because they need to. All of us to some degree need to have an outlet where we can express ourselves free of judgment and just really reflect. So that's our episode basically. Yeah. Ask for help, guys. Ask for help. It's as simple as that. If you want to slash if you need to. Just know that it is completely natural and normal for you to seek out assistance in your life. Mm. It is not going to set you back in any way. No. And know that I know it can be really, really scary. And sometimes talking about thoughts that you've had that you've never shared with anyone else before can be really confronting and you're fearful of judgment and you're fearful of just freaking someone else out with your thoughts because trust me having anxiety to the level that i have had in my life Mm. i know what it's like to have thoughts that you don't want to share with anyone else and how terrifying that can be but know that when you are feeling like it's time for you to start expressing yourself in that way and you want to be able to move through those thoughts rather than let them control so much of your life Mm. I think it's really important that you do seek the help that you need. And if that is with a friend or that is with someone professional, just just try and do it from whatever way makes you feel most comfortable to start off with. That's right, guys. Take care of yourselves. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's really important. That's the overall message here. Yeah. You need to make sure you're taking care of yourself because life's tough. It is. It has moments which we don't even expect to happen. Yep. Sometimes we're just drawing a bad card. Mm-hmm. But we got to deal with it. And the way, a good way to deal with it is by seeking help. Exactly. Guys, I do want to mention that we have a Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. And it's got all the songs that we have in each episode on that playlist. And it is a wonderful playlist. It is a beautiful playlist, yes. I'd mm-hmm. recommend it. Give Yeesh. it a listen. If you guys are wanting to seek out help and you like the sounds of me, I actually do coaching one-on-one and group coaching. So if you are wanting to speak to someone about whatever is going on for you right now, 
then please reach out to me at EMT Coaching on Instagram or throughout any of the links down below. That's right. All right, guys. We will see you next week with our next episode. Ciao, ciao. Bye, 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 bye,